It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what it is. It's your guy, Rhett Butler, and this, well, this is that pretty left hook. Hitting you in your goddamn liver was popping full. Yo, if you missed all the action, UFC 279 went down in T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. The shenanigans were epic. The shenanigans were epic. Nate Diaz, last fight on his UFC contract. This man is a certified UFC legend, a veteran, an ultimate fighter winner. Last fight was getting minimal respect, in his words, from the UFC, and he was facing Kamzat Shemaev, the Chechen gangster. This guy was brought in, honestly, to embarrass and eliminate Nate Diaz, who been talking trash about the UFC. And they thought Kamzat, they thought Kamzat was going to be the boop period on the Nate Diaz career in the UFC. However, Kamzat Shemaev, Oh, Kamzat Shemaev, he destroyed his own succession plan, laid out for him like a red carpet by the UFC. And let me tell you how. Kamzat Shemaev, the Chechen gangster, he broke the most cardinal rule in the fight business. Kamzat Shemaev missed weight for the 170, obviously you can get an extra pound, 171-pound contest at welterweight against Nate Diaz. But more than that, is how much he missed 
weight by. Kamzat Shemaev went overweight by seven and a half pounds. He came in at 178.5. Now, let me break this down for y'all to understand. Kamzat Shemaev is younger than Nate Diaz. He's undefeated. He's been beating everybody up, not named Gilbert Burns, even though he beat up Gilbert Burns, but Gilbert Burns held his own in the UFC. Nate Diaz was on a, a, a how many fight losing skid? Let me... Let me go pull up the receipt. Hold on. Let me pull up the receipt. Hold on. He was losing. We're going we, we gonna to check this out because I got to let you know, like, they, they was trying to set they was trying to set him up, man. They was trying to set him up. Nate Diaz was on a two-fight losing streak. He, he had lost to George Masvidal. How could we not forget? 244. And um, UFC 244, and then also he fought Leon Edwards at 263 and lost a unanimous decision. But he was saying, he was, let me tell you something about Nate Diaz. I, 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 I got to get into this. We're going to get into more in depth into this. I know Nate Diaz for a while. For those who don't know my history, again, I used to work for the UFC, doing my thing with the fighters and all of that. Pause. Nate Diaz don't care what you think about him, man. He's here to fight. I remember one time I was around Nate and Nick Diaz. They were smoking trees. And they was having a deep, deep, deep conversation about vegan salad dressing. Vegan Caesar salad dressing to be exact. Vegan Caesar salad dressing to be exact, bro, while passing the J. Right? These guys are different. So they're from Stockton, California. Nate Diaz, two-fight losing skid. They brought him in against Kamzat Shemaev's. This guy they thought was going to take Diaz out the situation, send him off with his foot in his ass. The guy's been beating everybody up. He's a problem. He comes in with all kind of unrecognizable energy because we don't know what he's saying, but it sounds crazy. And they thought he was going to take Nate Diaz out the game. But I'm going to tell you where the, where, the, where the change came in. Nate Diaz is a professional. Yeah. His character is larger than life. But when it comes to this fisticuffs, this fighting, this MMA, he's a pro, and pros make weight. I want to get into what Nate Diaz said, because ultimately, Nate Diaz did not fight Kamzat Shemaev. He fought former UFC lightweight champion Tony Ferguson. And the reason why he didn't fight Kamzat Shemaev is because he's not stupid. According to Nate, he lost a lot of weight, that rhymed, I'm nice, to get to fight Kamzat Shemaev. And because Kamzat did not lose the requisite amount of weight, Nate Diaz said, man, you're going to have to pay me crazy bread, plus I don't even want it. What's up? Figure it out. I'm going to tell you from Nate's words. And then we will get into the fight because the fight was epic. Nate Diaz, woof, hey, yo. Um, this is Nate Diaz on Kamzat Shemaev after the fight. Lame, scared, boring rookie. This is what he said about Kamzat Shemaev beating Kevin Holland, which was the replacement fight for Kamzat. He wasn't the main event anymore. He was the co-main event. Um, whack. He called him a pussy. Lame. He called him a dick sucker. All those. Yo, Nate is hella disrespectful. Hey, yo. But he said all that. Hey, listen, seven and a half pounds overweight for my fight. I might feel the same. Here's how Nate describes 
the incident. I was in the sauna on my last pound and I was like, what the fuck? Whatever, let me finish this up and then we'll talk about it. I was like, whatever. Let's just get to weigh-ins and tell me whatever is happening after I eat and rehydrate. That man's a goddamn pro. Okay, he said I was cutting the weight. I don't know what's about to happen. I'm going to get ready to fight somebody. I'm going to make the contract. Y'all tell me after I get my sandwich. Respectfully. Nate continues. But I figured this motherfucker is scared. He got punked. He got scared at the press conference. I knew that was going to happen. Say it with your chest, Nate. Say it with your chest. Woo. Then... The UFC said, well, you know what, man? Before this fight, we were going to have Tony Ferguson on the card. How about you fight Tony Ferguson instead? Nate said, hell yeah, but you got to pay me, B. I was like, this is Nate Diaz. I was like, you got to pay me. If you want me to switch people on me on one fucking day, I just cut 15 pounds. Yo, he just cut 15 pounds. You make me change my opponent. You guys got to give me more than you give any of the champions in this whole organization. They're like, stupid, we already give you that. And I want more than that then. I lost count how much they gave me. Nate Diaz told the UFC, I got you by the balls. The cojones. Bolas mas grande in mi mano, mi, mi hands. Pause. Hey, yo. Nate Diaz had him by the balls. The fight was the next day. He sells tickets. If he don't fight, it's a big problem. Might have been a run on the ticket booth. I need my bread back. I came for that bad boy energy that stocked in that. Nate Diaz. The UFC came with Tony Ferguson. Great opponent, by the way. These guys should have been fought a while ago. This is a great opponent for Nate Diaz. To me, better than Kamzashimaya, for real. But Nate said, where the bag at? Where them dollars at? Shout out to Gangsta Boo's ass. Where them dollars at? Where them dollars at? Listen, don't. my music game is serious. Nate got the bag. He fought Tony Ferguson. And he finished Tony Ferguson in an epic fight where, yes, Nate took a couple breaks. Make a lie. Like, Nate, we see you. You might, hey, listen, I love Nate Diaz. You might want to put the L down. Stop the smoke and the words of Stephen A. Smith. Get off the weed. Get off the weed. He was looking all kind of. <gasps> He was looking a low, a low winded man. He was holding, he was holding the turnbuckles on the cage, everything. But he stayed in the fight, even when Tony Ferguson was chopping his leg to pieces. Chopper, chopper, die. He was chopping his leg up, man. But Nate stayed in the fight, was throwing them paws, was showing Tony what a real, what a, what a boxing for MMA looks like. And when it all came down to it. And Tony shot in to stop taking those fisticuffs to the chin. Nate pulled out what? That Caesar Gracie Jiu Jitsu, what? And took son's back. Hey, 
Hey yo. Pardon me, the front pause again and hey, again and again yo. and again. And he gave him a choke, man. He took that man about the game, man. He took that man about the game with a guillotine choke. It was a wrap. Nate did it. You thought you was going to set up Kamzat Shemayevs. I came back for Tony Ferguson, a real legend. Beat him. Took him out. And then Nate let the game know, he's out of here, baby. Nate said, I'm gone, man. Nate said, you know what? At this point in my life, I'm looking at it like a hustle. He was like, bro, after this, I'm out. I'm going to boxing. And he specifically referenced the fact that he's going to do better in the boxing business than a so-called baddest man that went from MMA to boxing and Conor McGregor ever could have did. This is how Nate Diaz feels. This is how Nate Diaz feels. And I'm going to tell you what's so crazy about Nate Diaz because he loves to keep the beef sizzling cooking. Conor McGregor actually gave Nate Diaz some props. Before he fought Tony, Tony Ferguson, Conor McGregor says, and I quote, congrats, Nate Diaz, on making it to the end of this contractual obligation with the UFC and as a bona fide superstar goer, an incredible feat, fair play. Our trilogy will happen. Conor McGregor was putting it out there like, Nate, I got a bag for you. I got fists for sale. Hey, yo. Nate said, man, I'm good, man. Nate, Nate, Nate is like, listen, bro, I'm not rocking with you right now. I mean, you know, me being the guy I am, I like all this energy. I'm not even going to lie. Here goes Nate Diaz um, on Conor McGregor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game Presents. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I would like to finish that, the trilogy for sure. That would not be a trilogy in boxing. That would be a fight. Number one, we could do some of those too. But I'm going to go do what he tried to do and show him how to do it. Cue to Jay-Z. I show you how to do this, son. Yo. See, I'm I'm feeling everything about what Nate Diaz is talking about right now. You know what I'm saying? Because number one, they try to throw him against... The young lion and Kamzat Shemaya, they thought he was going to take his head off. They're going to be like, bye-bye. And they put him against a, you know, a young up-and-coming killer. Son couldn't make the weight. Nate Diaz said, I'm cool. Pay me more money for Tony Ferguson. Stop Tony Ferguson. And on top of all that, then said, I'm out. One. Got to love this guy. This, this, this is the kind of energy you need to give promotions. Because when they think they got you, oh, man, you need us, man. We don't need you, son. That's when you'd be like, you know what? I'm going to re-naked them out. Guillotine them out in the Nate case. And then I'm gone. And I'm going to disrespect a bunch of people on the way out the door. You got to love this. This is the fight game is highly disrespectful. You got to love the disrespectfulness of the game, son. I love it all. Speaking of disrespectful, Kamzat Shemaev. Kamzat Shemaev, who couldn't make weight, started getting hella disrespectful to everybody. He's, he's, he's leaning right in. And I'm not going to lie, even though he's wilding, I like seeing it because it's messy. It's kind of fly. Like, let, let, let's go. Um, Kamzat Shemaev, man. This guy's crazy as hell. Kamzat Shemaev said, and this is how he explained the weight situation, by the way, which he was 100% in violation. Kamzat Samayev says, they stopped that shit, the weight cut. I don't know. Hey, this is Chechnya, motherfuckers. Shut up, guys. I'm gonna fuck your boy up. I, pause. I fucking backstage as well. Pause. Pause. Guys bugging with the language, but this is Chechnya. We get it. Shout out to No Hole, No Hole Hank, in 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 Barry. That's my show. Um, Kamza came out full middle finger and toe. 
to the crowd. Like, he leaned right in. Then he goes, I don't care about the weight cut. I want to smash everybody. I come here to fuck everybody, he says. Pause. You got to relax on the way you're speaking in America, Kamzat. The translation is horrible. I'm going to take it over now. Pause again after saying what you just said, but we we get it, though, respectfully. Kamza Shemaev then went on the internet, the Twitters, and shared a picture of him fat and his bestie Darren Till, another UFC fighter fat, talking about it's his fault, meaning Darren Till as a joke. Man, you can't be playing with the fans in the, in the game like this, man. Fighters around the UFC was not feeling you, man, and they had a lot to say on the Twitters. Daniel Cormier with the expression, Kamzat weighed 178! Exclamation point. Gilbert Burns, dumbass. Puts a clown emoji and everything. Bilal Muhammad, dang, this sucks. Me versus Kamzat at 185, Tony, Tony versus Nate at 170, and Leach can be the special guest referee. My MMA is rusty right there. I don't know what that means, but shout out to Leach. Dustin Poirier went simple. He posted a picture of him at 176.6, like, tap me in, coach. I'm ready for Nate, respectfully. Renato Moicano, what a shit show. Adrian Yanez, got to make weight, my guy, respectfully. Kyle Dukas, still blows my mind, professionals miss weight. Yo, get him. I mean, that's real. I mean, we can keep going on and on and on, but Paulo, Brandy Costa, sheesh. I mean, there's a lot going on, but at the end of the day, everybody had a lot to say. Kamzat, you looking crazy right now. You had a super, super run. I mean, you definitely did your thing beating Kevin Holland. But at the same time, this is not a good look, my man. Like, to be coming up the ranks the way you're coming up, not making way, people have a lot to say about this for the rest of your career. Um... Your coach, you know, went on the interview circuit and tried to bail you out with some bro science. You know, let's see what his coach said. The coach, his coach, Andreas Michael, said, Kamzat's whole career, he's been fighting at welterweight. He missed weight this time, but it's not as if he's been missing weight all the time. Of course, he's been having a hard time making weight, but he's always made weight. The point of the thing is that we're going to make it easier and fight at middleweight some of the fights, but we're game for welterweight as well. Exclusive. He said, he said Kamzat's going up, man. He ain't trying to do that no more. We're not going to lose our ranking there at welterweight, 170, hopefully, but because we're so close to a title fight there. Once we take the belt there, we're going to pursue the middleweight division with all our hearts. Right now, some fights are going to be at middleweight. Some are going to be at um, middleweight worthwhile fights, but that's up to the UFC, of course. That's not up to us. I'm going to tell you why, you know, I don't like this, man. Because you're starting to sound like you're copping out. You know what I'm saying? If you sign the contract at 170, it is what it is, man. Like, you've been fighting at 170. You can't just be saying that. And you can't just press the stop clock on the weight cut. Especially when your opponent said he cut 15 pounds. Not cool. Not fair. We all know weight cutting is super archaic. But it's the way the game goes. It is what it is. The coach continued. We started this camp heavy. That's what the problem was as well. We got an offer to fight Nate Diaz, and it was earlier than this in August. 
It was too soon because he was heavy. They then moved it 10 days up, and I believe we started too heavy this camp. We should have had a little more discipline and held our weight to a reasonable level, to a reasonable weight close to the one that he's training at and going into camp. That's basically about it. You know, one thing you got to always say about veteran fighters like Bernard Hopkins, Floyd Mayweather, these guys are always on weight. If you're in a fight game, if your job is to get a prize for fighting, you want to stay ready. You know what I'm saying? The old adage, if you if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. The excuses we're not filling them comes out, it's, it's a wrap. You young, you hella brash, you talking crazy trash. So you got to back it all up with doing the work like everybody else is doing the work. Ain't nobody going to give you an excuse. Now you lost a big slot against Nate Diaz. Nate just skyrocketed in popularity. He was already popular, but he'd been here for a while. He skyrocketed in popularity. You looking lazy. And the respect level people have for you as this up-and-coming cat that's really ready for the primetime. Now you're not looking like you're ready for primetime. And I guarantee you, Dana White's going to think twice before putting you on a poster, my man. Get it get it right, baby. Get it right. Get it tight. Get it right. Um, This now sets up Nate Diaz's new, new world of boxing and other things he's going to get into. And, of course, who jumped in the mix? Jake Paul. Jake Paul goes breaking news on Twitter. Nate Diaz is officially out of his UFC contract. Okay, let the shenanigans begin. And we do know that Jake Paul is fighting Anderson Silva next. So what did Jake Paul have to say at his first presser with Anderson Silva? Of course, he jumped right into the Nate Diaz question. 100%, this is Nate, This is uh, Jake Paul, 100%, I'll slap this Stockton out of him. This is what Paul said. He said, I'm focused on October 29th. That's when he fights Anderson Silva. I have a crazy tough opponent in front of me in Anderson Silva, so that's my main focus. But you know, Jake Paul know how to get it popping. Jake Paul got a Showtime deal. Nate Diaz ain't no fool. Nate Diaz sells tickets. Jake Paul sells tickets. Look. Right now, there's a lot going on in the fight business, whether it's MMA, whether it's boxing. You see the worlds are converging. Nate Diaz is on a new mission to rewrite the narrative of how to go from MMA to boxing. You already see Jake Paul rewrote the narrative of how to go from social media to boxing. There's a lot of good things happening. I love what it is. Kamzat Shemaev, you played yourself. However, we still want to see this man get it cracking. I'm going to echo the words of some other um, homies. I want to see the man fight Kobe Covington. I think that's a good fight for him next. Two epic trash talkers. And um, yeah, comes out. You gotta come, you gotta come correct with this weight, man. Like, there's no crying in baseball, man. That's what it is. You catching, right? Make it happen, catching now. What's happening? Yo, you know what it does. It's your guy Red Butler. That was the pretty left hook. Shout out to everybody on the Up On Game Network. You already know my man Dustin, my man Vito, my man Cardo, my man Blanco, and of course the big homie homie, LeVar Arrington. Check them out everywhere on at Up On Game Network. Check out myself at Pretty Left Hook Podcast or at Pretty Left Hook on Twitter. And boy, you know exactly what it is. Hitting you in your goddamn liver every time. Peace. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them 
can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better. H-E-L-P.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.